0: This is the Poetry Foundation's Essential American Poets podcast. Essential American Poets is an online audio poetry collection. The poets in the collection were selected in 2006 by Donald Hall when he was Poet Laureate. Recordings of the poets he selected are available online at poetryfoundation.org and poetryarchive.org. In this edition of the podcast, we'll hear poems by Robert Creeley, Robert Creeley figures large in the landscape of 20th-century American poetry. He led his generation in a shift away from recycling classical themes and toward chronicling the experience of an individual human life. Creeley's own poetry was concise and emotionally powerful. As the critic Albert Mobilio put it, scarcely a syllable was wasted. Creeley was born in 1926 in Arlington, Massachusetts. Before the age of five, he suffered two tragedies. He lost his father to pneumonia and his own left eye in a car accident. Creeley was a bright student. He won a scholarship to boarding school in New Hampshire and entered Harvard in 1943. But he was also a carouser and was suspended from Harvard for stealing a door. In 1944, Creeley left school to volunteer with the American Field Service in Burma and India. When he returned, Creeley married Anne McKinnon, and they had three children— They lived on a small farm in New Hampshire, but soon left in search of adventure and cheap living in Provence, Majorca, and eventually North Carolina. There, Creeley taught at Black Mountain College and helped to run the Black Mountain Review. Creeley's work has many aesthetic differences from the Black Mountain poets, and he left Black Mountain in 1957, but he remained associated with that school of poets throughout his life. Over the next two decades, he would set off for San Francisco, Albuquerque, Buffalo, New York, and Bolinas, California. Along the way, he was divorced, remarried, divorced, and remarried again. He developed strong friendships with other poets, including Charles Olson, Allen Ginsberg, and Robert Duncan. Creeley also had a distinguished teaching career and helped to turn SUNY Buffalo's English and Poetics program into a famous haven for avant-garde writing. Creeley was recognized with a Bollingen Prize in 1999 and a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Lannan Foundation in 2001. In 2003, he was appointed a Distinguished Professor of English at Brown University. In 2005, while completing a Lannan Foundation residency in Marfa, Texas, Robert Creeley died of complications from pneumonia. In poetry, said Creeley, we have found that place we are finally safe, where understanding is not a requirement. You don't have to know why. Being there is the one requirement. The following poems were recorded at the Library of Congress in 1961.
1: I know a man. As I said to my friend, because I am always talking, John I said, which was not his name. The darkness surrounds us. What can we do against it, or else shall we, and why not buy a goddamn big car? Drive, he said, for Christ's sake, look out where you're going. The Whip I spent a night turning in bed. My love was a feather, a flat, sleeping thing. She was very white, and quiet, and above us on the roof there was another woman I also loved, had addressed myself to, in a fit she returned. That encompasses it, but now I was lonely, I yelled, but what is that? Ugh, she said beside me, she put her hand on my back, for which act I think to say this wrongly. The Rain All night the sound had come back again and again falls this quiet, persistent rain. What am I to myself that must be remembered, insisted upon so often? Is it that never the ease, even the hardness of rain falling, will have for me something other than this, something not so insistent? Am I to be locked in this final uneasiness. Love, if you love me, lie next to me, be for me, like rain, the getting out of the tiredness, the fatuousness, the semi-lust of intentional indifference. Be wet with a decent happiness. The Tunnel Tonight nothing is long enough. Time isn't. Were there a fire, it would burn now. Were there a heaven, I would have gone long ago. I think that light is the final image. But time reoccurs, love, and an echo. A time passes, love in the dark. The Door for Robert Duncan it is hard going to the door, cut so small in the wall where the vision which echoes loneliness brings a scent of wild flowers in a wood. What I understood, I understand. My mind is sometimes torment, sometimes good, and filled with livelihood, and feels the ground. But I see the door, and knew the wall, and wanted the wood, and would get there if I could. With my feet and hands and mind. Lady, do not banish me for digressions. My nature is a quagmire of unresolved confessions. Lady, I follow. I walked away from myself, I left the room, I found the garden, I knew the woman. In it together we lay down. Dead night remembers, in December We change, not multiplied, but dispersed, sneaked out of childhood, the ritual of dismemberment. Mighty magic is a mother. In her there is another issue, of fixture, repeated form, the race renewal, the charge of the command. The garden echoes across the room. It is fixed in the wall like a mirror that faces a window behind you and reflects the shadows. May I go now? Am I allowed to bow myself down in the ridiculous posture of renewal, of the insistence of which I am the virtue? Nothing for you is untoward. Inside you would also be tall, more tall, more beautiful. Come toward me from the wall. I want to be with you. So I scream to you, who hears as the wind and changes, multiply, invariably, changes in the mind. Running to the door, I ran down. As a clock runs down, walked backwards, stumbled, sat down, hard on the floor near the wall. Where were you? How absurd, how vicious. There is nothing to do but get up. My knees were iron. I rusted in worship of you. For that one sings, one writes the spring poem, one goes on walking. The lady has always moved to the next town, and you stumble on after her. The door in the wall leads to the garden where in the sunlight sit the graces in long Victorian dresses of which my grandmother had spoken. History sings in their faces. They are young, they are obtainable, and you follow after them also in the service of God and truth. But the lady is indefinable. She will be the door in the wall to the garden in sunlight I will go on talking forever. I will never get there. O lady, remember me, who in your service grows older, not wiser, no more than before. How can I die alone? Where will I be then who am now alone? What groans so pathetically in this room where I am alone? I will go to the garden. I will be a romantic. I will sell myself in hell. In heaven also I will be. In my mind I see the door. I see the sunlight before me across the floor beckon to me as the lady's skirt moves small beyond it. For love. Yesterday I wanted to speak of it, that sense above the others to me, important because all that I know derives from what it teaches me. Today, what is it that is finally so helpless, different, despairs of its own statement, wants to turn away, endlessly, to turn away? If the moon did not, no, if you did not, I wouldn't either, but what would I not do, what prevention, what thing so quickly stopped? That is love yesterday, or tomorrow, not now. Can I eat what you give me? I have not earned it. Must I think of everything as earned? Now love also becomes a reward so remote from me I have only made it with my mind. Here is tedium, despair, a painful sense of isolation and whimsical, if pompous, self-regard. But that image is only of the mind's vague structure, vague to me, because it is my own. Love, what do I think, to say? I cannot say it. What have you become to ask? What have I made you into? Companion, good company, crossed legs with skirt or soft body under the bones of the bed. Nothing says anything but that which it wishes would come true, fears what else might happen in Some other place, some other time, not this one. A voice in my place, an echo of that only in yours. Let me stumble into not the confession, but the obsession I begin with. Now, for you, also, also. Some time beyond place, or place beyond time. No mind left to say anything at all. That face gone now into the company of love, it all returns.
0: That was Robert Creeley, recorded at the Library of Congress in 1961. Poems are used by permission of the University of California Press. You have been listening to the Essential American Poets podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation in collaboration with PoetryArchive.org. To learn more about Robert Creeley and other Essential American Poets, and to hear more poetry, go to poetryarchive.org.